to What's the Word? We're so excited to have you here with Sup. us today. Sup. Sup. Um, I, I really small. You felt really small. Mm -hmm. Kevin was really pleased with Pastor's bright red shirt. He really enjoyed it. We're excited to have you on with us today. The last two days, we have been talking about how to avoid sin traps, how to step out of sin, and today, we're just talking about sin. It's going to be exciting. Woohoo! Woohoo! We have two different kinds of people on this broadcast today. The ones that are like, yeah, I need to fix myself. And the other one's like, yeah, let's talk about sin. So welcome both. Which one welcome are you? both. <laughs> welcome both of you. <laughs> Who's on the broadcast today? We love you. Share the broadcast. Like, subscribe. Hit the little bell. Get notifications when we go live. That's the best thing. That's awesome. It's true. Amen. Amen. Who's here? Show us a hands up. Show us a comment. We want to see you. I'm here. Right, I'm here. I, I am here. I'm present. <laughs> I am present. There's always that one kid in class where, like, the teacher would say, if you're here, say here, and the one kid that would say present. Mm-hmm. He was always... Were no, you that kid? I was that kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was that kid. There was also one that would say president. Uh, Did you ever have that? No. Were you that kid? No, but there was always, <laughs> growing up, there was a kid that would be like, because they didn't, when nobody knew, like in first grade, you didn't really know what all the words meant, and present was close to president, no. so they just go, president. <coughs> so. That's so cute. <laughs> Linda's here. Marky says, hi. Marky, fresh off of being, um, here, uh, participating. Nice Hannah says, hands up. Johnny says, I'm here. Jan says, present. Joni present. says, here. Joni, I feel like I haven't seen you on the last little bit. I've missed you. Love you very much. Yes. I love the rest of you guys, too, but I just haven't seen Joni. And then Rachel says she was the president kid. President. That must have been, that must have gotten lost in time, apparently. <laughs> Julie says president. And then Kevin says watching from the cab of the truck downtown Albemarle. You have green on. I do. Do you? Do you? Pinch his behind. My coat My has green on it. his arm. <laughs> My coat has green on it. Your coat. Where's your green, Pastor? Walk out. <laughs> it's true. There's green on the socks. I also have green on my socks, but I'm not showing them to you guys because they're very, um, very thick Christmas socks. I, I, I have some grass of green anywhere. Some some grass stain maybe on grass stains sort of count. That's cool. why during family chat, Marky held up Marky's jacket or Buddy's jacket because Buddy was saying it's green when it's like taupe gray. Taupe. Taupe mm -hmm. gray. Okay. <laughs> Michaela says president. President. I thought it was toupee. Hey, Michaela. Oh, Isn't there an goodness. e in it? Like it kind of looks like that. It's different than taupe, though. But there's an E in taupe, right? So uh huh. It's, so it's not too bad. <laughs> We're learning stuff today. <laughs> learning. Today's jo been a different day. Joni says, I've missed you. I've watched on the archive right now. I was traveling Monday and had an interview yesterday. Woohoo. It's good to have you. Have you had a good morning? I've, I have. It's like super hot in here. It is very warm. That's not good. <laughs> it's being I'm, fixed I'm right now. I'm fixing it. Guys, if you've been watching <laughs> the last couple days, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna get serious. And oh, then really? Started laughing. I'm sorry. Let's, we can get serious. I was, just, he was just saying how hot it is, and we're talking about sin, <laughs> and you know where sin eventually takes you. Wow. <laughs> that so got those super of serious. you that are like, woohoo, sin! Did yeah. that like this enhance it or? The no, most awkward not. opening we've ever had. <laughs> Welcome. Should, should we try again? <laughs> Welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. We're talking about sin today. Mm -hmm. Are you excited about it? It's going to be great. Yeah. 
So the last couple of days we've been talking about, uh, we talked about tools uh, to avoid uh, sin. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we talked, Linda watching from Oak Borough. Thank you, Linda. It's good to see you. And I saw her wave earlier, but that's cool. I wasn't sure where you were located, so that's awesome. Rebecca says she has green on her socks, too. Um, but uh, we're talking about, we've been talking about tools uh, to avoid sin. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday we were talking about sin triggers and sin traps. And if you can identify the triggers. Now, I would tell you, if you're looking at this broadcast today, make sure that you go back and look at the broadcast uh, yesterday. Yeah. And basically the goal of the broadcast yesterday was to list out these triggers and these paths mm -hmm. toward the sin traps. Yeah. So if you could identify the trigger, then that will help you to see when you're on a path towards that. Mm -hmm. And uh, those triggers, uh, some of them are obvious, it seems like, and some of them are not so obvious. Like the one that really triggered me was secular music. For me, that was a trigger for me. I didn't know that was triggering me to, you know, kind of slide down a path towards then reminiscing about old things that I did and uh, sinful ways that I had, you know, out partying, drinking, all that kind of stuff. But it literally was a connector for me. It was a trigger for me. And so we went through a list of <laughs> triggers. And the, the goal is listen through that list and see if you identify with everything. It's probably, it's not a complete list, but it, it covered a lot of stuff. It was a big list. And if you recognize one of those triggers, that may help you to put sin in its place and submit the flesh and, and uh, take your authority over sin. Because if you take your authority over sin, you're going to walk in more blessings. And, you know, when you sin, it, the wages of sin is death. So you're going to have uh, death somewhere in your life in the way of death in your finances, death in your health, uh, death. There's going to be lack somewhere. And so that's what we wanted to do. But then, you know, on, on Monday we were talking about you can go back and watch that. We talked about the tools, and we gave you nine tools and how to apply them some to avoid sin, tools to break sin's power in your life. Yeah. And uh, they work. They absolutely work. And, you know, as we talked about this over the last couple of days, I'm curious to hear what were some things that you guys saw, what things have you uh, maybe had to deal with, um, you know, and and put in its place. So, you know, what, what were you seeing over the last couple of days? Um, well, one of the things, just yesterday's broadcast was huge, like identifying really? those triggers. Really? Because I, I, think, I think a lot of people, um, in myself, like whenever I was just really struggling with sin, like, like there were certain situations or certain scenarios that I would allow myself to go into that I didn't even really recognize at the point. Yeah. And then, and then I would fall into sin, and then I'd be like, why the heck do I keep doing this? Yeah. But it was mostly because I wasn't able to identify those triggers. Yeah. You know, and being able to identify the triggers um, actually can, like, like, just going through those, like, it reminded me, like, oh, yeah, that was an issue for yeah. me. That was an issue yeah. for me. That was an issue for me. And, but, like, I would get so, I used to get so frustrated with myself because I, I wasn't able to identify those triggers, so like I would just trip up all in them and I'd fall for the bait over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and I would just be like, why does this keep happening? But but knowing the triggers, like whenever I was able to like identify those triggers, I was able to recognize this is why it keeps happening to me. I literally keep putting myself in the same position. Correct. You know, yeah. to, to mess up again and again and again. 
And, you know, and, and like one of the funny things is, though, you know, our flesh likes to sin. So, like, right. there are times where we actually want to put ourselves in that trigger. Yeah. You know, and, and well, and even the Bible says to, to add on that, the mm -hmm. Bible says sin is pleasurable to our flesh, is mm -hmm. the conduct yeah. for a season. Yeah. For a season. So, it, and in other words, it doesn't last, yeah. it always has a bad end. So, yeah. our flesh does. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, well, and once you identify the trigger, now, now it's like, and, and this is what I had to do. I was once I was able to identify the trigger, then I had to actually make the decision to stop putting myself in that yeah, position. Yeah. And um, but like a lot of like a lot of those triggers were things that that really helps being able to identify that. That I just really enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, and talking about the pleasures of sin for a season in business, there's something that we've talked about called delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. And delayed gratification means that I'm going to put off. Uh, gratification to a later date mm -hmm. so that I can have better mm -hmm. later. And this is how we should think actually with sin. There's a biblical concept is I'm not going to take the immediate gratification of a sinful flesh. I'm going to actually do what I need to do that's right and holy and I will then be more blessed yeah. than I would be here. Mm -hmm. And when we understand how much God loves us, you start to understand that if he says, hey, don't sin or do, do it this way, not that way. Yeah. Any time that he is asking us to do anything or to stop doing something, um, it's always an opportunity to increase. It's always an opportunity to bless. He's not trying to withhold good. He's actually, the Bible says, he actually is not withholding any good thing from those who walk up righteous. He's trying to get good to us, yeah. but we've got to work with him. Yeah. You know, you help me help you. We've got to work with him. And that means that we delay the immediate pleasure of a sinful flesh. Yeah. And what we'll have is we'll have a real uh, pleasure and the goodness of God that will come yeah. uh, later on. And yeah. it, it doesn't have to be a long time. It can be immediate. I mean, I've watched it many times where the Lord said, do this, this way. And before we know it, I mean, we're, we're in an awesome place. You know, in a short period of time, like that, God, that was easy. That's so much better. Yeah. We didn't have the the hangover. We didn't have all of the 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 weight of sin yeah. and the death and the lack hanging over our head. It was yeah. just all good. Mm -hmm. and that's where God wants us to be. Is in the all good all the time. He really wants us blessed. Yeah. Well, you know, as you're talking about this, and yesterday, one of the things that stuck out to me, you know, I've heard. I've heard you in particular teach on this before. And so as I'm sitting there, what's come up to me is, you know, I think that there are a couple different types of people, the people who have never heard this stuff before. Like it's brand new, it's yeah. fresh to them. And then there are those who have heard it before and it's like, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, right. I know that. And we just talked uh, two weeks ago about arrival mentality. And I think a lot of times, particularly Christians who have been raised in this stuff, it's they'll hear the triggers and they'll, I remember, like for me, music yeah. was one for me. TV especially was one for me. Yeah. And as I started to progress in my walk with God, I would allow myself to watch the stuff that had been triggers because I was right. thinking, 
I've matured past this point. Uh, yeah. That yeah. used to bother me. Yeah. I'm 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 able to handle this now. And what would happen is I would I would watch the thing and maybe not feel convicted about it. But there was one show in particular that I, when I w was fresh married, I started watching it and all of a sudden, like, I got really argumentative with George, like, yeah. really argumentative. And he's like, you, this happens when you watch this. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. fine. And you brought it up yeah. to us. Like, we talked about it. And it was, it was, I'd opened myself up to a TV show that wasn't even bad in the world's ways, but because it reminded me of my past self, yeah. it was easy to step in. But in my brain, I thought, I'm capable of handling yeah. this now because I've graduated. The world the world would say, there's nothing wrong with that. Watch yeah. what you want to do. But that's the reason why the world you know, is in the problems that yeah. they're in because they won't deal with the things and put down the things that they need to. Mm -hmm. But it had a direct effect on you. You know, it's like the same thing. Well, there's nothing wrong with secular music. Yeah, there actually is something wrong because if it's not glorifying God and if God's not the source of it, it's always going to take us to a lower level than the things of God. Mm -hmm. And God's not looking for us. We don't, I don't think sometimes we realize how much corruption has seeped into our thinking yeah. and into this world. I don't, I think we, because we grew up in it, we think that's normal. Yeah. And then our flesh wants to keep pushing into the normal of sin mm -hmm. instead of pushing into the normal of God. Yeah. Because the normal of God is awesome. Normal of God is great. But we grew up in an atmosphere where everything seems normal uh, that's corrupted for the most part. And so they wouldn't have any problem with that. And they don't realize what they're actually planning in their head. And the only way to really start seeing that differently is get in this word and start seeing what that word says is yeah. truth mm -hmm. that will lead us into freedom. And as a pastor, I watch people all the time that are, that are in complete bondage so many times. Uh, they're in bondage, they're in bondage, they're in bondage, and they're like, what am I doing? And the issue is they don't see the triggers yeah. in their life that are leading to that bondage because they've accepted them as normal. And so what we want to do as believers and uh, as just people that are trying to get ahead is really humble ourselves, back up, take a look at our life and say, wait a minute, is this really good? Is this really God? That's the real question that yeah. we need to ask. Is this really God's goodness or is this what the world calls good? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like we were talking the other day about arrival mentality, which next week, uh, starting on Monday, we're going to start a new series uh, talking about stinking thinking, and you're going to enjoy the series. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going uh, to unveil uh, much of what we're talking about in different areas and different mentalities and thinking that we have. There you go. Uh, so that'll be next week. And um, one of the things is we really need, and that series will help us to take a look at our life and say, what's actually going on here? Mm -hmm. You know, what actually needs to happen? Yeah. And 
you know, what, what is the reality that I've been living versus the reality that yeah. I need to be living? Mm-hmm. And so we need to, you know, we need to watch those things. We really need to humbly back away from our life, look at it with a big picture through the lens of the word. And, and that way we can see the truth of it. And uh, I've, I've been saying this a lot recently is, we should take everything in our life, literally everything, every thought, every uh, every thought, every action, you know, every imagination that we have. We should take every one of them, put them on the altar of God, yeah. and see what survives—the consuming fire of His goodness and His holiness. Because yeah. if it won't stand up on the altar of God, it's not worth hanging on to. Yeah. It'll just lead us to a place of lesser. And we don't want you in lesser. We want you in greater. And God wants you in greater. You know, beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, Mm -hmm. even as your soul prospers. So as we prosper in our mind, will, and emotions, in our soul, our whole life, God has designed for you to go higher. But we have to walk with him. And sin is never with him because he has none. He's pure. He's he's perfect. He's holy in that way. And so if we're going to walk in his presence where all of the solutions are, where all of the healing, where all of the blessings are, we've got to deal with sin. And we have to recognize it in our life, which means we need to back away and, and humbly look at our lives and say, Lord, show me. Shine the light on things that I don't even know are there. Help yeah. me see them. Yeah. So. Um, one of the scriptures that was coming up um, yesterday, you know, and this, this helps as we're like identifying certain triggers, is when Jesus said, if your right hand causes you to sin, you know, cut it off and throw it yeah. away because it's better to, to um, go through life without a hand than to, for your whole body to be, you know, thrown in hell. And, yeah. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe he's actually saying, cut off your hand if it causes you to sin, but he's saying, identify those triggers. Yeah. Or identify those things that are leading you and causing you to sin and remove those from your life. Yeah. And, yeah. and because it's better to, it's better to go through life without watching that certain TV show. Yeah. It's better to go through life without being on Instagram after 11 o'clock at night. You know, it's better yeah. to go through life without these certain things and yeah. to be in eternity with him than for, for you to think, oh, well, you know, it's just a small thing. It's not that big of a deal or I need it for certain things. And then, and then eventually your conscience gets seared, 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 right. seared. And then you, and then you actually lose your salvation or you completely turn away from yeah. God, you know, so it's better to identify those triggers and to remove them now right. than to wait 20, 30 years down the road thinking, oh, well, it's just one more episode. It's just one more thing. You know, just because something seems okay, doesn't mean it's right. You yeah. know, the apple look or the, the fruit looked good. You know, it, like she, the Bible says that the fruit looked good to, to eat and it looked pleasurable to the eyes, but it wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good at all. Just because something looks good doesn't mean it's it's good. That's right. Well, in in determining doctrine, mm-hmm. you know, we always we want to take it literal where mm-hmm. we can take it literal, and yeah. that's one we can actually take literal. But when you take the full counsel of the word, mm-hmm. what you see is Jesus is saying, This is how strongly mm-hmm. you need to deal with sin. Yeah. I don't, he's, I don't, when you take the full counsel of the word, I think it's obvious that he doesn't want you to have to do that. But, it but if you true. can't get it handled, that's better. Yeah. 
That is That's true. literally that is better. better. Yeah. I don't yeah. In other words, he'd rather you apply your righteousness, mm -hmm. right? Which you know, which would yeah. be better to lose a hand, lose an eye, or lose your lose your spirit man in in eternity yeah. for yeah. eternity. Yeah. And be in torture where you're constantly being in torture for eternity. Which would be better? That's what he's saying. It's an easy decision. Yeah. It's just most of us are not eternally minded. But yeah. the point is, what we should really get out of that is deal with sin yeah. on that level early yeah. on. And you won't have to lose a hand or an yeah. eye. In other words, so for example, if I'm having trouble uh, watching you know, bad things on TV, or I'm having trouble uh, cussing, right? And I have a bunch of friends that cuss, mm -hmm. right? The better thing for me is to cut off all of those relationships yeah. mm -hmm. than keep speaking cursed-filled words, right. right? I need to speak blessed words, mm -hmm. not cursed. I need to prophesy, yeah. speak the things that be not as though they were, not, not you know, uh, a lack of life, but a full life yeah. in every way. Because, you know, honestly, you know, we have four-letter words that we call cuss words, but I think sometimes what's worse is when you say, well, I don't know if God will heal me. Like now you're drawing God's character into it. Yeah. You know, that actually to me is worse yeah. than somebody who will say a four-letter word. Now, I don't, I don't go around saying, you know, four-letter words, but it, because I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to. But one of the things is, I should get people out of my life that are not speaking God. I should I should get myself to a place and put myself around people that are growing in God and, and cut off that relationship yeah. so that I don't have to get to the place where I cut off a hand or an eye. In other words, deal with it. What we talked about yesterday is uh, 2 Timothy 2, 20-22. Flee youthful lust. Flee immorality. You know, run from it. Sprint from it. Yeah. Don't play around with it. That's what Jesus is getting at. Don't play around because it will ensnare you. It will entrap you. And before you know it, you're going to be like, how did I get to this place? And how do I get out of it? And sometimes it makes it feel like getting out of that situation is insurmountable and the person just gives up. And then they literally just go down a path of being lost. Why even take the chance of that? Right. Just go after him who has your best at heart anyway. You know, why why even play around with it? Just go after him. It's always better. Yeah. You know? Hey John Napier, good to see you, man. Um, so one of the things is you know, uh, I was saying if I'm if I'm having a problem watching something on TV, throw the TV out. You know, one of my favorite favorite scenes in a movie is in um What's the movie about marriage that was so popular? Fireproof. Fireproof, yeah. Um, so when you looked at that, you know, he realized he had a problem. And he took the computer and he took it outside and beat it with a bat. And his neighbor looked at him funny, but he saved himself. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. If you've got, you know, cut the, turn the app off, mm -hmm. you know. Delete the app from your phone, yeah. you know. Just... It, what that's so horrible to delete app. You didn't have that app five years ago. Right. Yeah. What you can't you can't live without it. You know we didn't even have that app. Forget about the app. Mm -hmm. Turn the TV off. Cancel the cable. Cancel the satellite. Yeah. You know turn off Netflix. You know whatever you got to do. Yeah. But deal with it because the ways of God are so much better. Yeah. yeah. And it's not something. 
you know, a lot, I think a lot of times we think we have all this time. Like, I have time to deal with this. I have time to do this. Like, this is my time for me now, and it's fun and all that good stuff. But when we get saved, eternity, like, eternity is now. Like, yeah. now. We have the ability to fellowship with Jesus now. We have the ability to be with him now. And I know for me, there almost every single time the Lord's brought up something I need to get rid of yeah. or change in my yeah. life, he's brought up to me, what do you want more? Yeah. Do you want me more or do you want that's this right. more? Yeah. And that's really got to be what's our why. We're, it's not just when we get to heaven that we get to be with Jesus. Yeah. We get to have Jesus now. That's right. But Jesus can't be near sin. He can't be. He washes us clean. He completely cleanses us. Yeah. But if we choose to step back into sin, he can't be near that. Yeah. Like he, he can't. Yeah. And so what's for me, I've had to ask myself, what's more important to that's me? Right. Listening to this that's podcast, right. like literally it was... I don't think I've shared this with you. There was a, a fun podcast. It was entertaining. There wasn't anything wrong with it, like wrong with it, but it was entertaining. Yeah. And at the beginning of the year, the Lord told me to stop listening to it. Yeah. Okay, great. I haven't listened to it since. The other day I had a four and a half hour drive up to the mountains and you know, I'd been praying, I'd been worshiping and I had about an hour left to go. And I was like, I could put this on. Like I haven't listened to it in a while. That stupid thought of, yeah. I'm good with this now. Yeah. It's been months. I can handle it. And as soon as I went to look for it, it's not even on my phone anymore. I would have had to search for it. The Lord's like, what do you want more to be entertained? Or yeah. do you want me? Like, yeah. what do you want more? It's a great question. And that's really what we have to yeah. ask ourselves. What do we want more? The food or him? What do we want more? The music or him? What do we want more? Yeah. The lying or him? Like he's got to be our why through and through. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I see uh, Christ Fellowship Mission International Church. That's Pastor Amos's hey, church. Hey, Pastor Amos. I don't know who, who it is that's typing for him, but hello, we love you. <laughs> Tell us who you are. And, uh, but yeah, you're right. And the Lord has asked me the exact same question. What do you want more? Yeah. Do you want to walk in the glory of yeah. God? Do you want to walk in the supernatural healing power? Do you want to walk in the place where debt is supernaturally erased in your life and in the people of the church yeah. and in Boomerang? Or do you want to watch this show or listen to this podcast? And it's like, you know, that podcast just isn't worth it. Yeah. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not worth it. Hey, Pastor Shade, I thought that might be you. Good to see you. <laughs> Amen. Um, so over there in Nigeria, so it, it, it reminds me of a story that um, Benny Hinn has. I, th I think it's Benny Hinn that he talks about in like Good Morning Holy Spirit, where the Lord prompted him one day, like he was out fellowshipping with pastors, like these are good people, and the Lord said, "You need to go spend time with me." Yeah. Well, when the Lord gives you an instruction, that's what you're to do. Anything you do, dis like other yeah. than that, it's wrong. Yeah. And he chose to stay fellowshipping instead of going and yes. being with the Lord. And the service in that morning had been powerful, powerful, powerful. And he went to service that night, and it was stale, yeah. and it was off. Yeah. And he sought the Lord. He's like, what is this? And he's like, you chose something else over me. Yeah. And yeah. that, I mean, that seems small. That seems good. Yeah. It seems good, but there's a way to the Lord that's better than just good. Like, is it yeah. good or is it God? John put that in the comments earlier. Yeah. God's ways are higher no matter that's what right. that looks like. That's right. And good, good can, is relative. Yeah. You know, good to us is relative, yeah. but God is always the best. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
So, you know, depending on where I come from, I may have a perspective of good that's okay. Yeah. But if I choose God, I'm always going to be in the right place. I'm yeah. always going to have the best. Yeah. And that's what he wants for us is his best. Yeah. So. It reminds me of the verse, um, there's a way that seems right to man, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's in is the way of death. Yes. So, you know, actually yeah. Solomon says that twice in, the, in Proverbs. Yeah. So that means it's doubly important. There's a way that yeah. looks good. Yeah. It seems right. It seems entertaining. It seems enjoyable, but its end is to death. And that's, that's, right. why, that's why the fellowship part that, yeah. you know, like you talked about, that's one of the tools to break sin is relationship with Jesus. Yeah. That's one of the, the triggers of, of sin is a lack of relationship with Jesus. When we, yeah. when we step outside of that, like you were just saying, the Lord's, Jesus was the one who said, hey, you need to stop, stop, yeah. wa- stop listening to this. Yeah. Would he have told you that if you were, were out of relationship right. with him? You know, like we, that, it's important for us to, to actively be with the Holy Spirit because it's with the spirit of holiness that we actually have the ability to walk in holiness. You yeah, know, yeah. like it's, it's in that fellowship that we have the empowerment to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and that's one of the things that was really missing for me whenever I was really struggling and battling and battling and battling. You yeah. know, the Holy Spirit's yeah. the one that can give you faith. The Holy Spirit's, like, because you were actually saying before, you know, it's not, it's not just, like, the big stuff that, yeah. in our minds, you know. Like, any, the Bible says anything that's not of faith is sin. And you were saying, like, it's probably worse for, it's worse for someone to say, you know, God might not heal me or, yeah. or yeah. God might not want to heal me than it is for someone to, to go out cursing. Because yeah. anything that's not of faith is sin, you know, yeah. so, like... So, you know, even those, those things that might seem small or they might seem holy, yeah. you know, in the moment, you know, having a form of godliness, but denying the power, yeah. yes. you know, God, God actually, like you read the way Paul talks about it. He says, have nothing to do with those people, yes, you know, like have right. nothing to do, do with the people who have a form of godliness, but deny the power. So yeah. like, avoid so, such men. So, so yeah. the, that's like some of the triggers. Like you can be around religious people all day and think you're doing good, but you're actually destroying yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, we, that's why the fellowship is important because he's, because it's in him and it's in the word that we're able, because the word is alive and active, sharper than any two edges toward it divides the soul and the spirit. Yes. So the yes. things that in my mind seem right, but my spirit say, says it's wrong. Yeah. The word of God is able to div- bring the division between that yeah. so that we can separate and walk in the, in the holiness that we're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Joni says a good point. It's a lot harder to meditate on what is pure and lovely when you're busy meditating on Mm. a movie or a TV show. It's true. Especially when that movie and TV show is not written by people with God on their mind. Mm -hmm. Everything that they write is all worldly. So you're literally feeding the flesh instead Mm -hmm. of feeding your spirit man. And so now you've got to work. You know, if you think about it, if I'm eating healthy food, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm eating healthy food, it's going to help my body be healthy. If I'm eating junk food, it's going to help my body feel like junk. Mm -hmm. And if I eat junk food, I now have to work extra to stay in health. Well, it's yeah. the same way in our spirit, man. Why I keep putting in the stuff that makes us hard, makes us work harder and makes life harder. Yeah. And uh, one of the points that I was wanting to bring up is, what are you missing in the presence of God? Yeah. What are you missing in the presence of God? Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Everything is solved. Everything is easy in the presence of God. Yeah. Everything's solved. Everything's easy. It literally is. The presence of God is like the easy button, yeah. right? Because every you don't you have all the answers you need. You have all the supply you need in the presence yeah. of God. 
And so this is why the devil wants to get us into sin, because he knows, you know, because he hates us, he hates God, he hates that he missed it, you know, he hates all of that stuff. He's like, all right, well, let me try to get them away so that they're not walking in the best. Yeah. You know? So I'm going to tempt them with sin to get them out of the presence of God. And so what once he gets us thinking worldly and think gets us thinking on sin, it literally will separate us from the presence of God, from the yeah. blessing of God, and we'll walk out here in lack, right? And so think about this. And why, okay, we sinned. Why does God want us away from his presence? Because he loves you. Think about this. He is an all-consuming fire, and sin is burnt up in his presence. And he doesn't want you burnt up. He doesn't want you dead. So he's put into place that when you sin, it breaks that fellowship and puts you out here. And then you can can repent. You can confess and repent get that sin out of your life, and he gives us a way to come back into his presence and be in the blessing again. But as long as we're sinning, we don't have the answers. We don't have the solutions. It breaks that that, uh, blessing connection. And the devil knows that. And then, of course, the devil throws condemnation on you all of a sudden. And when you're in condemnation, you, you... feel like your spirit man doesn't get this if you're born again but but you feel like in your head I don't want to talk to God I know I'm bad I don't want to talk to him but that's exactly what God he loves us so much mm-hmm. he provided a way that even when we needed help the most mm-hmm. if we will just turn towards Jesus yeah. right if we would turn towards him our great high priest yeah. he he knows what we go through and he will help us in time of need it says in Hebrews 4 yeah. and he's provided a way first John uh, 1 verse 8 9 and 10 it talks about and shows us how to deal with sin past present and future mm-hmm. and he and he basically says if you will confess and repent of that sin. He says he is faithful and just to remove all that sin, all that transgression, bring us right back into the fellowship that's yeah. Yeah. created by God, be in the place where the blessings can be poured out and we can walk in fellowship with him. We have all the solutions. We have all the supply. We have all the protection. And that's where we're supposed to live. And uh, that's where God wants us to be all the time is with him, walking with him. And the devil's doing everything to get him out. And here's the other thing, though. People that aren't going after God also want you to be with them to justify their own lack in the presence of God. They're like, come be with me. Oh, you can watch that. You can watch that. Yeah, I know you go to church, but you can watch that. Those are the kind of people, those are not real friends. Real friends take you to the place where you're going to be the most blessed in the presence of God. Not real friends will get you to come out of that. Real friends are always going to draw you to the things of God. And that's the kind of people we want to be around. Mm -hmm. People that are going to bring us into an accountability. Help us to be the most blessed. We want you the most blessed. That's why we're talking about sin today. Well, and I think surrounding ourselves with the right people also helps us to know who we are. Yes. You know, yeah. he became sin who knew no sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. Yes. Not, not so that we can become, you know, sinners in need of a savior, but no, the righteousness of God. You know, not Second people who Corinthians 5:21. Yeah. He he became sin who knew no sin so that we can become righteousness. And yes. and I think, you know, one of the hardest things for me when I was really struggling with it 
was was um, feeling just the condemnation and not being able to forgive myself. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was like, oh, I know God forgives me, but how can I ever forgive myself? Because I yeah. keep doing this. I kept I kept messing up, and I wasn't able to forgive myself. And because yeah. I had this huge sin consciousness, you know, where I was just always conscious and always aware that I'm messing up, that I've messed up. How can I forgive myself? How can God forgive me? I wasn't like you were sharing. Yeah. I, uh, the story of where God said, I said, come boldly before my throne. You know, yeah. like since I had that issue where all I was doing was thinking about how much of a mess I was, I didn't have the confidence to come to him in faith. And again, anything of yeah. that's not a faith is sin. But, yeah. you know, um, but um, I always had that. And, th- you know, there's probably someone watching even today. You know, where it's like, I know God forgives me, but how in the world can I forgive myself? Yeah. And that's that's an important question to ask when we're talking about this. Yeah. That was, well, I, I think as you're saying that, the major thing that I'm thinking of is, and I want you to hear this, not like accusing in that way, but let's re- remember I said, let's lay ourselves on the altar mm-hmm. and let the Lord shine his light and burn up anything that's not of him. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, it, and and I'll make the statement first, then I'll explain it. If we, if God forgives us and we don't forgive ourselves, mm-hmm. that's pride. Mm-hmm. That's pride, and pride goes before fall. Mm-hmm. So if if we don't forgive ourselves, we are prideful. Yeah. And here's why: because God can see everything. He knows more about you than we know about ourselves. Mm-hmm. He knows more about me than I know about myself. Uh, he knows everything that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. in all of history and everything that will happen. Mm-hmm. He knows uh, what Jesus died for, what he paid for. He knows what you did. Mm-hmm. He knows the details of it. He knows stuff about you you don't even know about the details, about the processes. He can see the thoughts and intentions of the heart, and sometimes we can't even see that on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so if, now watch this, if God in all of his wisdom and everything that he can see says, I forgive you. Right. Then for us to say, but I'm not worthy of forgiving myself, then it's what we're saying effectively is, I know more than God does. Mm-hmm. And that right there really helped me to forgive myself mm-hmm. because I thought, I don't know more than what God does. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know more. And if God knows as much as he does and he says, I forgive you, yeah. then I'm not going to say that I know more than God does. Mm-hmm. And it was easy for me to start forgiving myself because I recognized for me not to do that is pride. And so I literally, after I confessed, Mm -hmm. truly heartfelt, confessed and repented, like it Mm -hmm. says in 1 John, after I did that, I forgave myself. Mm -hmm. And it was was interesting because used to when I would confess and repent, like I would still carry weight with me mm-hmm. from that point forward. I would feel the condemnation. In other words, I really haven't, I, here's what happened. I confessed and I said something, but in my heart, I really didn't believe I was forgiven. Yeah. But when I got that, I really believed I have received your forgiveness. And that's one of the ways I'll pray. I'll say, Lord, here's this thing. I did this. I just confess it to you right now. I am truly repenting. And when I sinned, I was going that direction. I'm, I'm turning around. I will never go that direction again. And I'm going after you. And I'm changing my whole uh, direction in that area. Yeah. I'm repenting. That's true heart repentance when we... At our heart level, make that decision. That's true repentance. Yeah. And we actually make that change. Mm-hmm. And in the name of Jesus, 
I believe that I have been forgiven mm -hmm. and I receive mm -hmm. his forgiveness yeah. now. Yeah. I'm not waiting on it till I die. Yeah. I receive forgiveness now and I forgive myself. And that would be how I'd pray. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because used to when I would ask for forgiveness to the Lord and pray, mm -hmm. I would still carry that weight. Yeah. But when that when I got revelation of that, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, as soon as I prayed, I'd feel the weight of sin and the yeah. condemnation of sin lift off me, and I was free. And I was yeah. like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. And yeah. I realized how long I had been under the pressure and bondage of that and had really not forgiven the or really not received the fullness of forgiveness yeah. in that moment. And uh, that really helped me. If you pray and you ask for forgiveness and you're still carrying weight, there's something that you're holding back. Yeah. There's something yeah. that you're not receiving fully. You should sense that weightlessness yeah. as sin as sin if you felt the weight of it when you ask for forgiveness you should feel the weightlessness of it and if not then meditate on that meditate on do you really believe that you're forgiven yeah. do i really forgive myself yeah. in that way well and i think one of the things for me when i've messed up that i've needed to put down is the feeling of well, now I've got to start all the way back over. Like I was, yeah. I was up here with Jesus and I let all this stuff come in and now I'm starting back at ground zero. Yeah. And, but the word tells us that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. When we're cleansed, the word tells us that Jesus has reconciled the world back to himself. Yeah, He's not yeah. holding a thing against us. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're reconciled back into the righteousness of God mm -hmm. in right standing yeah. with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, we may have lost time, but Jesus is a restorer of the yes. time. Yeah. He's a restorer of decisions. You could have messed up your entire life, 80 plus years and realized today, Snapdragon, I've been missing it this entire time. But Jesus restores yeah. the time. Jesus can help turn you into a picture of a himself in a moment yeah. in just a moment he doesn't need a long time he just needs someone who's yeah. truly humble yielded yeah. repentant and say lord here i am send me use me i'm yours whatever you want i'll say yes to you yeah. not delayed obedience because that's disobedience but as soon as he speaks yes sir as soon yeah. as he speaks i'll do that and yeah. god is able to redeem the time that was wasted and you, you say something often it doesn't matter like how high up we are on the ladder it matters our direction yeah. position is not as important as direction yeah. were you messing up a second ago maybe i don't know but right now do you realize it have you repented if you have then your direction is jesus yeah and somebody yeah. may be ahead of you but your direction is him yeah, and if you keep going in that direction, you will get to the yeah. heights that you need to. Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Just be actively, like it says in Romans, I think it's 8, 13, actively be putting to death the deeds of the flesh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actively putting to death the deeds of the flesh. So mm -hmm. one of the things that we want to ask you right now is do you have any questions about what we've talked about, about sin, mm -hmm. about the triggers, anything quickly that you want to know about, ask it quickly in the comments. Uh, whether you're watching it live or watching in the archive, put yeah. it in the comments. And uh, do y'all have anything else to share on the subject? Um, there was just one verse that came to my mind, uh, Hebrews 9.14, uh, where, where it says, How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead yes. works? 
to serve the living God. Yeah. So like the blood of God has the power, you know, you were talking about, you know, to forgive you and to cleanse you from all yeah. unrighteousness. That also has the ability to cleanse your conscience that's as well. Right. That's you know, right. the, the, the part in, inside of you that's just like seared or guilty or, or yeah. you know, whatever, like the blood of Jesus actually has the power. We can apply faith that the blood of Jesus will not just, you know, metaphorically cleanse us to where we, yeah. you know, where, oh yeah, I know my sins are forgiven, but cleanse us to the point where, where our conscience is redeemed yes. and renewed, you yeah. know, and cleansed to where like in, in my conscience, like Paul even said, you know, the man who, who murdered and imprisoned Christians, how Paul was even able to say, we have wronged no man. Yeah. You know, that's a clean, clean conscience because he was yeah. actually able to say, no, that was the old man. I'm new. Where David was able to yeah. say, you know, I am in right standing before God. I have not sinned against him after the whole situation with Bathsheba. You know, like he yeah. was able, like he was, he recognized that it, being justified, being made right with God, yeah. Uh, like God was able, even in the Old Testament, to cleanse their conscience. Yeah. And so we can apply faith to the blood of Jesus to cleanse our conscience as well. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a the reality of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say one of the issues that people have is uh, our flesh nature thinks in terms of the law and punishment. Yeah. Our flesh nature <laughs> thinks in terms of the law and punishment. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so our flesh nature is always going to have us think, I can't be forgiven of this. I've got to pay a price for what I did, yeah. right? So a lot of times people have trouble with that, and they'll ask the Lord for forgiveness. But it's really a step. It's not a true heart belief that they'll walk away without any sin whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so they feel like, no, I've got to pay for this. And they'll ask God for forgiveness, but still they'll go down the road, and they're thinking, but this is going to cost me. You know, hey. this is going to do it. Well, either you're forgiven or you're not. Yeah. It's either, it's an absolute thing. You're either completely free of it. And how does God talk about it in the Word? He says, I will remove your sin from you as far as the east is from the west, yeah. right? He says, I will throw it into the sea of forgetfulness and I will not remember it anymore. Yeah. So either he's doing that or he's a liar and he's not a liar, yeah. but that's the absolution of yeah. removal of our sin yeah. when we approach him in a true heart repentance and belief for forgiveness. He removes that. Mm -hmm. You are a new creation mm -hmm. in him completely. You are not the same. And that means if, if you are forgiven of it, <coughs> then you have no punishment left to pay. Yeah. Not, not as far as he's concerned. You know, uh, As far as he's concerned, there's no punishment because if you're forgiven, mm -hmm. you're forgiven because Jesus paid the punishment. Right. He paid it. And uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm reminded of right here is years ago, the Lord said this to me. He said multiple things. He said, it's not a payment, mm -hmm. you know. And in other words, Jesus paid the payment mm -hmm. once for all time. And this is something, it's pride for me to think that I will pay more than right. Jesus, yeah. right? And so if Jesus, if I'm actually forgiven yeah. and he paid the payment for my sin. Mm -hmm. Am I, do I really think I'm going to make a bigger payment than Jesus did with his blood and with right. his life? 
No way. So see, that's pride again. And it's a, it's a twisted thinking that the devil uses to ensnare and trap people yeah. so that they'll always stay in bondage to sin. Yeah. But the law of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. Mm-hmm. And you know, it talks about that in Romans 8. We are free yeah. and uh, because of Jesus Christ, and he wants you free. So yeah. what's Johnny say there? I can barely watch anything because I can always see how it messes with my meditation on the word. Yeah. How do I keep myself from entering into legalism and religiosity? Well, you have to, one of the things that you want to do is examine the reasons for that, okay? Uh, so, for example, legalism and, you know, a spirit of religion is doing things for work's sake. Uh, so, I'm doing this so that... I will be free. Okay. Um, Yes, what I do affects whether I'm free or not. That is absolutely true. And whatever a man sows, that we also reap. So it's not something we should play with. But are you doing that for, watch this, for the law's sake? Because it's written somewhere? Or has your heart truly turned to the point of, I'm doing this because I love God? Mm -hmm. Because I love God, I don't want to get into that stuff. You know, am I doing it just to pay a payment? You know, are you reading the word? You know, are, watch this. As a pastor, am I studying and getting into the word simply because I want results on Sunday only? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I studying and reading the word just so I don't get punished? Right. Or am I doing it because I love him? Lord, I love you and you love people and I want to study because I want to walk in this anointing. I want to go after you. I'm hungry for you, Lord, not just hungry to have something and not just hungry to avoid something. I'm hungry for you. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you escape legalism and a spirit of religion is you're doing this because you love him, not because you're trying to get something or avoid something in that way. So the motivation behind what you're doing and has everything to do with the legalism aspect of it. Yeah. So, that's good. All right, what was, yeah, Mark, you said, Jesus paid the payment, amen. Yeah. Hannah says, what about if you love and fear God? Um, do you know what she's asking exactly? Mm-mm. Could you give us some more words? Yeah, give us, a, <laughs> give us a little more. She did say earlier, you know, just keep going after. She said, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. That's yeah. right. Just keep going after God, you know, yeah. just keep in that direction. So, yeah. um, I, I'm not sure could be what an she's answer. asking. Huh? You know, it could be an answer. How do I keep from, what about if you love and fear God? Maybe yeah. an answer to yeah. the question. Amen. Joni yeah. says that helps a lot. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. Well, and I, with Joni, when, you know, when I first moved here, I lived in an, an apartment by myself. I didn't have TV or internet. Like, I intentionally chose yeah. to not have that stuff in my apartment. And I can say, like, I grew more in that year and a half than I'd ever grown in my entire life. Yeah. And not out of a, I can't watch TV because the Lord, yeah. whatever, it was just a, I don't want anything to distract me. Yeah. And genuinely, like, I didn't feel like I was missing stuff. Yeah. But when I started, like, putting it back in, it's kind of like when you fast yeah. and all of a sudden you're putting stuff back in. You taste all that sugar, like, when you haven't had it for yeah. that long. And when your spirit is so in tune with him, it re- it doesn't take a whole lot to realize that's not the Lord. That's, right. And, and it becomes okay. Yeah. Well, and... 
I want to say something, watch, say something to that, and then we'll go back to Hannah's uh, question. But uh, one of the things that happens, for example, when Nicole and I first got married, we had zero money, you know? So we didn't have cable. We didn't have money to, you know, watch stuff all yeah. the time. We didn't have, you know, movies we could rent because we had no money, you yeah. know? We also ate very healthy, but you're well. No, no, I wouldn't say that. Your portions were we, smaller. We ate, yeah. We, we didn't have the super nice foods because we had no money. But we had, what we did have was each other and Jesus. Yeah. And we grew so much during that period of time. And actually, if you'll watch Men of God, let this be a lesson for all of us. And if you'll watch Men of God, a lot of times they'll start out with nothing and everything will be the Lord's. But then when they start to have success, they allow these other things to come in. And, they, and because they have like more in the bank account, yeah. they will stop hungering for God as much. Because in the beginning, if I don't hunger for you, I might not eat, you know. Yeah. But now that I can eat, I might not hunger for you as much. And if they will, and if they stop doing that, all of a sudden they'll watch more TV shows and everything, and they'll ride on the success of the past instead of growing constantly in the present. Yeah. You know, instead of doing that, because they won't be, you know, humble themselves and hunger like they did in the early days. Mm -hmm. But if they, here's the question: Where could they go? if they kept it up. Right. Where could they go if they kept up the hunger, yeah. kept up the humility? Yeah. You know, where could they go? That excites me yeah. personally. It's like, where can I go? Like, I see where it's taken me so far. Where can we go from here? Right. You know, if this is, we're just beginning, you know, we're just getting started. So what if we give ourselves to hunger after the Lord and we continue to stop sinning? Mm -hmm. You know, we continue to go after him in this way and put sin down and go after holy and where, what could, what's available, yeah. what's possible. Yeah. Well, with God, all things are possible. Yeah. So, amen. I, I have one thing on, on that, not to prolong this point, but what you just <laughs> said made me think a lot of times with sin, it's because we're looking to be entertained. You know, we're yeah. looking to entertain our flesh, our mind, our soulish realm. But when you know the reality of God, yeah. you know, this past weekend, we had Holy Spirit weekend. We had people laughing all over the floor, like rolling yeah. around. Like they were during Super Bowl Sunday that we were here at the church yeah, because yeah. the Holy Spirit's becoming more of a reality to mm -hmm. us than the things of the world. And when we allow God to be real to us, us, all the counterfeit entertainment won't hold a candle to the joy and yeah. the fun that truly is there with him. Yeah, it, it's real. It's genuine. Yeah. And uh, all the other stuff is counterfeit and fake. It really is. So, and I was saying not for the law for works, but for love and fear of God, which is kind of what we were saying about yeah. Johnny's. You know, that, that's why we want to stay away from sin is, you know, not just to, not just for the stuff, but because we love them. Lord, yeah. I love you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, like when I was, I think I mentioned it earlier this week, when I was wanting to stop smoking cigarettes and yeah. I was wanting to stop drinking alcohol, it was what helped me was when I asked the question, do I love this more than I love God? And I was like, no, I love you more. And because of that, I started meditating on why I really don't want this. Yeah. I don't want this sin in my life. I don't want these things in my life. Lord, I love you more. And that love empowered my faith to be able to give it up. That yeah. love empowered my hope 
to be able to give it up. That love is what gave me the power to repent, you know, the goodness of God. And so I used the love that he gave me to let that love empower me to give him those things. And, and of course, as soon as you do that, my life was blessed. It yeah. went up, you know, mm-hmm. went up, and it's been going up the whole time. So, amen. Yeah. And Nicole said, we lived minimalist before it was cool. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, anyway, we hope that this has helped you this week uh, talking about sin, and thank you guys for that as well. Uh, listen. I want to encourage you today, if you uh, want to sow a seed, if the Lord's writing it on your heart to sow a seed, and even if he's not writing it on your heart, it's something that we should have there because we love him. If you would like to sow into the broadcast, sow into the good news, helping people to get free of sin, to get into the blessings of God, you know, several things that you can do. You can sow a a financial seed. Listen, this is also sowing a seed. When you watch the broadcast, that actually is a seed. When you share it, when you like, when you make a comment on the broadcast, that actually helps us, doesn't it? Every comment, every like, every single one helps to sow the broadcast into the world. Literally, the way that they have the algorithms, when you actually participate, it helps us. And uh, But also financially, that helps us get the word out there and to share the gospel around the world. Uh, we literally have people today, uh, we had Pastor Shade from Nigeria watching. There's literally people watching around the world, and we take this message to him. Even last year with the lockdown, the way the, the uh, Lord opened it up, yeah. I was in the United States, in Israel, I was in Gabon, Africa, Nigeria, Africa, and Mexico. Mexico last year. And uh, we were taking this gospel in this fire, and that's what you're being a part of. And if you would like to sow today on Facebook, you can type in the comments, hashtag donate, followed by the amount. Uh, if you would like on Cash App, you can uh, use the cash tag, GiveWW. It's there on the screen. Uh, you can go to GiveWW.org. You can sow uh, one time, or you can sow on a regular basis, partner with us. And the grace that we walk in, the, the Bible teaches us that that grace starts to become yours. We've already had, I think it's over, what did I say the other day, over 60,000 of debt that's been supernaturally raised? Was that it? I'd have to look it up. It's it's in the tens of thousands already of debt. And actually, there's more coming that I'm aware of. It's awesome. God already this year has knocked out debt in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And when you sow, you have a literal right to actually believe God that that grace is getting on your life. What was it? 60,270. Amen. Glory to God. I remembered it right. So anyway, so... One of those things is, as you sow, not only are you uh, sowing the good news of Jesus out into the world and helping people to have better lives and grow in his glory and grow in their answers and solutions for their life, but also by the Bible, by the the things that the Lord's laid out, you start to become a partaker of those graces on a different level. And so we encourage you to sow today. And uh, there's other ways to give, uh, PayPal. Uh, there's different ways. Bitcoin, you can see that. It's on the right down there. 
There it is. All right. And uh, we love you so very much. But we want to pray yeah. over that. Pray anything that anybody is sowing today. We want to uh, make sure that we are blessing. Our job is to say, Lord, we yeah. receive this for the gospel's sake. Lord, let it be blessed. We receive it as seed. Let it be planted in good, fertile ground, yes. anointed by the Spirit of God to produce a harvest back into your lives. Lord, let that harvest rise up, be multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, running over in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, thank you for pulling people out of the pit of lack in their finances. Thank you, Father, for erasing debt. I mean completely yeah. erasing debt you, in their lives. Knocking it out, Lord. Thank Every you. bit of it, not just the credit cards. I'm talking about home, yeah. cars. Lord, thank you for giving them the power to create wealth and knocking that debt out. And Lord, not only that, but taking them to the place where you start to multiply what they do have. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, thank you for bringing it about in a reality, in a manifestation in their life, not just a, a pipe dream, Lord, but a reality, a breakthrough for their lives in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Joni says, there is more coming. Mm. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. We love you. We love you guys, and thank you so much for joining us. And listen, go back and watch Monday and Tuesday's broadcast. Yeah. And uh, amen. Joni said, I'm adding to that amount in amen. Jesus' name. Yes, you are. And uh, my mom says, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. She got a good report the other day. It amen. was awesome. And uh, the Lord's just moving. He's doing great, mighty things. Uh, just, you know, this week in the ministry, uh, Kevin Nowicki, who's here, uh, watching, he, he prayed for a lady and uh, there was somebody, he, he didn't see them, but they were praying for them to be supernaturally healed. She went back to the doctor and could not find the cancer. Amen. Completely healed in Jesus' name. God is so good yeah. and uh, we're glad you're a part of the What's Right family. We'll be back tomorrow for lunch plus. But listen, if you hadn't seen it yet, go back and watch Monday and Tuesday broadcast tools to get sin out of your life and recognizing the triggers, how to avoid sin traps and sin triggers. Yeah. That's Monday and Tuesday. Did y'all get a lot out of those? Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. Glory to God. We love you. Here's Marky. Thank you again for joining us. And like they said, share and like the broadcast. Share it with your friends and family and really anyone. Just, I don't know, maybe you could try like random numbers and see if they go through or something. Maybe that would work. I don't know. If you enjoyed Barrett's Top 5 today of random things on the internet, well, tomorrow we have What's the Price, which is uh, basically very similar as it was today, and it's going to be great. Do you want to know what Buddy found on the internet? I want to know, so join us tomorrow. And also we have What's Right Kitchen. What are we making tomorrow? Find out. And next week, make sure to join us. We're going to be talking about stinking thinking, and it's going to be great. We will see you tomorrow.